How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hey, that's pretty good. The Raptors defeat, defeat on the second night of a back-to-back. The Bucks, 103-96. Sands, Gary Trent Jr., Sands, Scotty Barnes. And on the back of an unbelievably superstar performance from Pascal Siakam. They're pushing P, Okay. Man, what a game. Wow. 30 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, 55% shooting, 3 of 3 from downtown, 5 of 9 from the line. But hey, we'll ignore it. And all this with the Bucks really loading up on him. My God, Pascal, this wasn't like an all-NBA game. This was him walking into Pfizer Forum against Giannis, against... Middleton against players of that ilk and Giannis being the reigning finals MVP, a guy who won MVP and defensive player of the year in the same season, two MVPs back to back. This guy is who Pascal was guarded by for heaps of possessions was hounded by as a help side defender. And this was a guy that Pascal outplayed 40 minutes, 30, 10 and 10. And on the, on the second night, of a back-to-back, where he just played like 42 minutes last night. My God, it's incredible, dude. That that type of performance, it's hard to wrap your head around. But this is Pascal Siakam. As I've said, he is playing all-star level. At this point, like turning the corner towards all-NBA, we'll see how it shakes out, how he performs the rest of the season. But the last month of basketball from him, has been at such a high level that, you know, if the Raptors make a decent run here before the All-Star game, the coaches might give him that vote. And especially when you come into Pfizer Forum and you don't just give him 30, 10, and 10. You give him 30, 10, and 10, and you hit the late threes, and you hit the late floater, and you hit the late shots. And the Raptors, they run their actions. They recognize, oh man, he's cooking tonight. Let's give him the ball. Well, I'll be... I mean, Fred Fred was getting blitzed in the pick and roll every single possession, doubled on some. Sometimes they just stick it. He was getting doubled, especially like on the side stuff. So when when they couldn't go for just a handoff for Fred, they decided to let Pascal run more pick and roll than I've seen him run in any game ever, I think. And the results 
absolutely astounding. The decision-making was so on point. It was so good. Did he have six turnovers? Yes, he did. Do you take six turnovers with 10 assists when you're only scoring 103 points and this guy basically has a third of them? Absolutely you do. The Bucks defense is for real. It's impressive. And Pascal stuck his foot in it tonight. 30-10-10. and 10. Sheesh. And that, that little step through, that, that last bucket he made, that little step through like, ah, got the little pump fake, pivot back, step through, floater, hit it. Or how about the, the, when he slipped the screen and Fred hit him and he's just dead on three, cash. Or how about in the corner when he caught the ball, three, cash. Or how about when he slipped the other screen to about 18 feet, they didn't tag close enough. They were rotating over there a little bit late. Little, little jumper, cash. Precious on the roll, got downhill. Pascal mirroring his drive, gets to an open spot where he can get the pass. Little mid-range jumper, splash. Okay? Rarified air, this type of performance. <whistles> this man. And, and also, deserving a lot of love like Fred. Two turnovers tonight, considering how much attention he got, is superb. 17 points, 6 of 17 shooting. It's not the type of efficiency we've seen from him in however many, the past however many games, right? Like he had a five, six game streak where he was like 31 points per game, well over 50% from the floor, yada, yada, yada. But in this game, the way that the Bucks guarded him, he needed to be supported by teammates because he was drawing a lot of attention. And he did a fantastic job of triggering a lot of set actions and getting the ball out into advantageous positions. It worked super well when Pascal was the guy on the catch. It worked every once in a while when Precious or Boucher was the guy on the catch. But the main thing is, Fred wasn't turning it over and was putting his teammates in position to succeed. It wasn't the same type of night as Pascal. But Fred, as a lead guard, he made his catch and shoot threes at a high enough rate. He's three for eight in the game. Good enough. He defended like hell, and I mean like hell. Good enough. And the decision-making... Good enough. Excellent lead guard game where he kind of stepped into the background to support Pascal. And OG Ananobi as well, just because of how much attention Pascal, like when Precious is in the middle of the floor to start the game and can't make plays, when Utah starts the game and he finished with zeros across the board, he's just minus 10. And he played five minutes, 20 seconds. Not a good game. It, you know, we move. We go ahead. Everybody knows Utah has a bunch of games as a good player in the NBA. It's fine. He's just in a bit of a funk. That's okay. But when the Raptors and Fred and Pascal, when they make these passes to these guys who are, have room to make plays in the middle of the floor or have room to shoot it in the corners or above the break and plays aren't being made, that means the Bucks will have carte blanche. They can just load up even more. This is why it's super important that OG, yes, he was taking catch and shoot threes. But also, he was getting a lot of empty side pick and rolls because they would stack Fred and Pascal on the same side of the court and they would see, okay, they're throwing a lot of attention. We're going to use these guys as spacers on occasion. And then OG would get the ball on the, well, the strong side is where the ball is. He'd get the ball on the opposite side of the floor and they would run an empty side pick and roll. And enough of those worked out, just enough, that you could generate enough offense to say, okay, we keep doing this. OG... You're getting enough stuff done. We're going to work with it. 
Obviously, OG wasn't the best creator for the Raptors tonight, but given the context of the defense they were facing, how aggressive they were towards Pascal and towards Fred, and how gassed those guys were because of the work they were also putting in defensively, the fact that OG was taking on those types of reps and giving them anything back was huge. Yes, like Fred, it took him 17 shots for 17 points. And like he had free throws and, you know, turnovers and like used possessions. He came in under. OG, 23 shots, you know, free throws, turnovers, just the one. He, he had more used possessions than points. And given the turnovers, Pascal may have as well. But four assists for OG, 10 for Pascal, seven for Fred, okay? And terrific defensive performances. This was a grinded out game where they went to whatever they could at any point in time and tried to create a situation where, hey, let's get a bucket. And Pascal was the star, absolutely. But Fred and OG paired wonderfully with him to try and support against one of the best defenses in the league to keep this thing going. They, they lost, you know, they lost that close game against the Suns. And th- this is why it was so tough that Pascal had that foul trouble and then sat for so long against the Suns because Pascal, the way he's been playing, is just an unbelievable weapon against other teams. Very few teams actually have the recourse to stop Pascal Siakam when he has it going. His, his shooting touch mixed with his passing, his playmaking, the calmness with which he's been manipulating defenses, and his handle his finishing ability at his size means that there's very few players who can actually guard him. Like if if he gets George Hill on a switch, he's going to go into the post and he's going to draw two or three defenders. You just know that's happening. And he knows it's going to happen too. And he playmakes with that in mind. And so he's baiting these types of rotations and still playmaking on top of that. A couple bad passes. Yeah, you would have liked to see a little bit something else. But hey, like 30-10 and 10, no complaints whatsoever. And he is unleashing his full power on top of this stuff. And then obviously, you got your three bigs who deserve, you know, and is Justin Champagne a big? No, not really. Was he also grabbing like an absurd amount of offensive rebounds at Pitt? Yes. Is he grabbing more offensive rebounds per 36 by such an insane number at the NBA? Yes. Precious Achua. Let's, let's start there. Just a terrible, terrible offensive start to the game. Really bad. Like, was getting the ball in advantageous positions. But here's the thing. He has been a defensive plus all year. If you listen to the podcast, you know I've been on this. You know I've been saying this. And tonight, he qualified for me as the Raptors' best defender. That is a huge, huge thing to do. Now, this is because he was picking Giannis up at half picking him up in transition, getting back to him, cross-matching after scrams. Man, because they switched a lot of stuff across the top, and Precious knew he had to get back to Giannis. He had to put a body on him. So he's picking him up all over the court, and he was still providing so much resistance at the rim. He was immense. He just deserves so much love for the defense he played in this game, and a little bit of the offense late in the game. Like, he ended up in the right spot. He had some easy shots come his way. He went 0 for 3 from downtown. Whatever. He hit that, you know, fading banker late in the game, which, you know, he missed the spot he wanted to hit, but it ended up where he wanted it to go. So, you know what? Let, let's, <laughs> let's show him love for that, right? And just, yeah, the defense was so, so good that I couldn't imagine, 
you know, you, you wrap this game in a bow and you say, this is a great precious game because that's how good he was defensively. And he still finished with 14 points on offense. Is that because, yes, like the Bucks threw the kitchen sink at Fred, Pascal, and OG? Absolutely it is. He found himself wide open a couple times. But 14 points, I'll take that from Precious if he's going to play this type of defense. Secondly, Chris Boucher, as I've said, as I wrote about, as I have been saying, he's been an above-average bench big for a month. Any complaints about his game, like, on a trend level, like saying, I don't know about Chris, I don't know about Chris. During a certain game, during certain things, you can say, I've been disappointed. But saying he hasn't been good lately, saying he hasn't been whatever, he has been dynamite lately. Given his role, given what's expected of him, Boucher has been the most consistent bench player on the Raptors. And tonight is just another example. The Trebuchet back in action. The siege has begun. Two threes that the Raptors really needed because it was a slog at that point in time. He hit them. Did he Did he have two maybe? Uh, I don't know if he should take them threes afterwards. Yes. But on the one hand, he's hot. Let him try and shoot it. And B, the Raptors were so gassed. that you, Sometimes you just need other guys to shoot the damn thing. Is Champagne going to be the guy who takes that shot? Absolutely not. No, he isn't. Is Precious going to be the guy to take that shot? Maybe. But would you rather Boucher be the guy to take that shot from three than Precious? Yes, you would. And OG, Pascal, and Fred are clamped. They're getting pressured 38 feet from the basket. They just want to break on a possession. And you roll the dice on a Chris Boucher three. And you turned out two of five on those dice rolls. You are smile. You're headed to the bank. That's what he did tonight. And not only that, the three blocks, the rebounds, his defense as a rotational piece and as a guy helping out at the rim, immense. Chris Boucher, so much love. Uh, Justin Champagne, good Lord, man. He's a, he's a basketball magnet. The basketball comes to him. And I, I don't mean to say that to undercut the work he puts in to track down the ball. This is something he's always been good at, you know, as far as when people are tracking his statistics, you know, at Pitt. As I said, this is something he was doing. But six offensive boards in this one. Three, that three he made was huge. Huge three. I, I cannot stress that enough. But the 12 boards, it, it was more like four extra possessions that he gave or, or three because he, he got an offensive board. The ball went right back up. It didn't go in. Or he turned it over after getting the ball. So, but still, those extra possessions are worth their weight in gold. His defense... He's checking a half court. He's picking up early. He's rotating the best he can. Does he make some mistakes? Yes, he's not a veteran of this scheme, but he brought it. Boy, did he bring it. it. It's just, he was a plus 13 in this game. Are the other guys on the court the ones scoring that move the, them in this direction and really help these, these you know runs? Yes, absolutely. But is he playing his role, giving extra possessions, defending, hitting that one shot, Abs- having getting a block right absolutely he is he that is fantastic from champagne he's got he's gonna end up starting to finish some of these balls around the rim when they land in his lap he's gonna go up he's a good finisher some of them are gonna drop in that's when this stuff it, it starts to get really really exciting at that point the the raptors man <laughs> boucher 36 minutes played champagne 30 minutes played og 39 precious 39, Pascal 40, Fred a smidge under 42, 
Nick Nurse on the second night of a back-to-back looked at his guys and and decided, you know what, I'm going to play these guys these amount of minutes because I think we're going to be there. And his guys hit him back and said, we will be. And at the end of the game, they won. They beat one of the best teams in the league after losing an absolutely a travesty of a game to the Detroit Pistons. And a huge credit to, you know, man, the guys who played in this game, and especially in that fourth quarter, they brought it home, and it was not easy to do. This thing was a slog. They had to work so hard for advantages. They had to work so hard to finish at the bucket. And those threes that came late, they they were just like, wow. They they took all the pressure out of it and and put it into the Pfizer Forum for the Bucks fans and the Bucks players. Just the fact that they kept pressing and there was no let up. If the the Bucks had like, you know, like a 6-0 run at most. Well, not at most during the game. I don't know what their biggest run was, but late in the game, they never had that huge run to kind of take the lead back and put the Raptors in a precarious position. The Raptors always had that counterpunch. To have a counterpunch in a game like this, man, after playing in Detroit last night, heavy minutes and doing this is just, it's incredible, dude. And, and really, given the context of this performance, who they're playing against, 30-10-10 from Pascal. This is one of the best performances of his career, probably in contention for the best. He's playing the best basketball of his career. He doesn't have the pull-up three the same way he did in 2019-20. But I'll tell you what, he's better everywhere else on the floor. He is masterful at this point in time. And his the rim pressure he's providing for the Raptors is a completely novel and unique aspect of his game. Nobody else can do that. And he is taking that on the chin every night and saying, I have to get to the rim. I have to get punished. I have to apply that pressure. But I'm the guy and I'm going to do it. And he did it tonight and with um, amid a whole bunch of other things too, right? Just a hell of a game. Reggie Evans award, obviously Champagny. It like what? what is more Reggie Evans than three points and 12 boards? And at the one point he had 12 boards and no points. So... Yeah, that's that is incredibly Reggie Evans to me. So, yeah, big shout out to Justin Champagny. <sighs> Top quick action comment from Dundeal. Quote, oh, baby, straight into my vein. So many awesome moments. Did y'all hear FEV yelling, yes, sir, yes, sir, after one of Pascal's late buckets? Direct taunt against Portis, who is always yelling that. Pascal was so good, but man, was Boucher a shot in the arm tonight for the Raps. Precious, too. Best win of the year and so nice after last night's debacle. End quote. You're, you're right on the money, by the way, with that. Like, Portis got the tech early in the game, and Portis got an end one earlier in the game and kept walking with the ball until he bumped Pascal. And you know that this was a carryover from the end of the other game where Portis got a really friendly foul call, went to the line and missed a free throw, and Portis, and sorry, Pascal started yelling, yes, sir, after he missed. Pascal ended up going to the line, you know, a few seconds later in game time. Uh, you know, minutes later, because it was so slow at the end of the game. And then he missed, and Portis was yelling, yes, sir. Then Fred, in this game, after Pascal hit a three and, you know, got fouled out on the break, he started yelling, yes, sir. And it was like, okay, that's the death knell for Portis's thing, you know? And and I did put this in my write-up for the quick reaction. Is like, you know, this is an interesting thing. The only thing that's disappointing about the Portis-Siakam rivalry is that Siakam is so significantly better than Portis. But Portis, he's the type of guy who he wants rivalry all the time. He wants to be kind of going. And Pascal responded so well to it. 
And then, of course, Boucher and, and Precious. Like, Pascal did all-star. Well, this actually, this this game from Pascal was well beyond all-star performance. Th- that is all NBA MVP type stuff, you know, given the context. How good, how good you know, the Bucks defense is. How good Giannis is to be defending him so much tonight. And Pascal, what he was asked to do defensively, the fact that he did that on both ends, man. He, and, and he also worked his ass off last night, too. Like, Pascal was working incredibly hard to try and get the Raptors in back into that game against the Pistons. And he he brought it just as hard tonight, if not harder. So, yeah, Precious and Boucher, of course, deserve love. Like, incredible performances from both of them. They don't even come close to this win without either of them. And that's because of, you know, on both sides of the floor providing something. But... Done deal. Thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I think the Raptors are 21 and 19 now. This is no doubt their biggest one of the year. Incredible performances all around. And uh, as I've been saying, you know, in the offseason, last year, you know, in the early part of this season, you know, everywhere I write and work, the Pascal hate, the Pascal underrated stuff, it's always been goofy. Just because, you know, if if you were hating on Pascal, however many games after he came back from what a torn labrum that affected, you know, and he didn't he didn't get to ramp up his season, he didn't get the off season, he didn't get anything like that. He just had to do rehab, and then you know what? He comes back and look, this is the player because that's who he is. He didn't forget how to be a good player, and he and by the way, he was underrated last year. You know, he was good last year. The Raptors weren't, but Pascal was good. And this year, let me tell you what, he's better than he's ever been. He won't, he won't get second team all NBA this year. There's no way he will. But he's a better player now than he was that year. It's because he's progressed in different ways. As I wrote about Pascal Siakam and divergent progression, this is a guy who's been asked to do so many things by this Raptors team and has been so unselfish in his application and play style. And you're seeing now that he's just been so dominant for so many games in a row. This is the guy. Pascal Siakam is a max player. Don't get it twisted. That's who he is. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.